Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. It's a quote by Andy Rooney, and welcome again to The Profitable Photographer. And today's episode is something a little bit different. I have the lovely Victoria Burkesell, and we are going to have a coaching conversation. And um, if you like this and you think, hey, I would like to be one of her, if you think, hey, I would like that opportunity, you can just email me at lucy at lucydumas.com and say, hey, put me on your show and coach me, coach, or something to get my attention. So I want to welcome Victoria. And rather than me sharing about what she's up to, I'm going to let her introduce herself to you and to me a little bit. So welcome, Victoria. Thank you so much. Thank you. So tell me a little about yourself and your business right now. Perfect. So um, I grew up in Romania and uh, we immigrated in New Zealand about 15 years ago. And then from New Zealand, I we moved in Australia, I think in the last past uh, four years ago. Yes, almost four years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, I've always had a camera in my hands. Never knew that. Well, somehow when they ask you what, you know, when they ask you what do you want to be when you grow up, um, somewhere in my back mind, I always wanted to be a photographer. But growing up in Romania under communist regime, pictures weren't the biggest thing mm-hmm. like you weren't allowed to have too many on your walls um if if wasn't the big leader <laughs> um and of course life pushes you on different ways mm-hmm. on different things to do and um yeah i i i never looked into the photography even though i had that camera in in my hands until um until 2007 when we went in new zealand and after two years my um of taking pictures, of losing pictures on hard drives and clouds and um, (laughs) losing our story, which was uh, crazy. Um, And after two years, I think in 2009, uh, a friend of mine got a beautiful camera, I think at Nikon or something like that. And I was like, oh, wow, I want one too. And my husband said, if you want a good camera, you go for the best one. Um, and of course, I've done my research and I ended up buying the Canon 5D Mark III. Yes, I love mine. So can we jump to um, starting your business, how long yes. you've been in business and um, what your specialty is? Yes. Yeah, so when in 2016, I joined Subrise um, Cre- Creative Life. That's when I started playing up with photography more serious. And I've done glamour photography for one year, but I didn't feel it. And then in 2017, I focused more on newborns mm. and maternity. Awesome. And that, that was the time when I felt that, okay, this is falling into place. This is right. something we really love to do. Right. Something um, I share every now and then is that the way to find your path sometimes is to just get moving. and. Yeah. 
and the universe or angels or your own nature, whatever it is, if we're in motion, our right path will kind of be directed that way. Like if you think about getting your boat in a river and there's lots of different you know, ways you can go down the river, there's little off streams, but first we have to get the boat in the river. So I love that you, you got that boat in the, you got that boat in the river, you started learning. And I'm sure the things you've learned from the Sue Bryce education helped you in what you're doing now. So that's amazing. So how's business at this point? Tell me. So it's, it's been a roller coaster. (laughs) But uh, I know that it's it's kind of a long roller coaster. It's uh, it's never stopping, and um, because I've um, I had to learn so much in these three years, things which I had to push them very fast to keep up with the pace. And like you said, you need to put the boat in the water, but also you need to stop on the way and get knowledge as much as you can from from the from the river and from around you mm-hmm. so that that's what i've done um i grew up so much i invested in mentorship i invested in uh, online courses and they all helped some of them not some mm-hmm. of them they've done amazing but i uh, i it's going good i i'm at the stage where i can book clients um and i'm at the stage where I don't think I'm uh, selling my work for nothing. And I do want to see it as a business and not as a hobby, you know? Mm -hmm. So are you doing in-person sales? Are you doing the shoot and share model? How are you selling your work right now? So from the start, I started with the IPS, with shooting my work, with selling my work. I've started with Sue's Bryce model because that was the only thing which I knew. where you sell the folio boxes. Mm-hmm. I started them that, but now my price list is a little bit changed. I have a pretty much a la carte where I can sell the folio boxes, but also I have the wall art and a um, couple more options. And I'm trying to go towards selling more wall art, even though I don't know how to do it yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, and now the studio has a little bit more wall art on the on the walls. Good. Until now, I didn't have the option because my studio was in just in a small room. But now I extend it in my living room, which is like three rooms. Nice. Uh, and now I have wall art on the walls. And I'm planning to bring m- more pieces, but sell only the pieces which I really love. <laughs> so Good. taking out the one which I don't. Because, you know, when at the beginning, when you start, you are like, oh, I need to have that, 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 and it's too much. And then mm. in time, you realize, what do I love? And this is why what I've learned is like, okay, perfect. Maybe other people are doing this way, or they are doing so many things, or they are doing the um, internet selling uh, images online mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Not to say I don't want to, maybe it's like food. That's how I take it. I'm like, take it, taste it. And then see if it's the right food for you or right, not. Right. So I love that um, you've made a point that if people don't already know this, that are listening, when you show a lot of things and they're not really your main goal, it yeah. can confuse people and can can um, reduce what you sell. So yeah. by, especially if wall portraits are what you want to sell, then have big wall portraits and something um, I always recommend is that you have wall portraits of your own family or your own children, or even yourself, 
that are big. Because if you're trying to sell something, Victoria, that you don't already love and own and know the value of, it's much, much harder. So that's a question I have for you. Do you have wall portraits of, now? do you have kids and families or- Yes. So my son is usually was my son's portrait was just behind the couch where uh, my uh, clients are sitting, but now it's on the side so they can see it. And it's and big. It, yeah, it's uh, it's 30 by 40. Okay. And so one of the things I always suggest is as we're, we're talking to clients and building the relationship, talking about what portraits mean in our lives so that they understand. Um, to me, that's that's one of the tips in selling wall portraits mm-hmm. is is uh, helping assign value. And that's one way I talk about the portrait that I have of my parents and mm-hmm. how I feel like they're still with me in their 70s rather oh. than that my dad's gone and my mom's 96 and she's still here, but she's not the same. You know, she doesn't get out much. So I know that, um, let's see. So what right now, what is your average sale or what's like that that kind of sweet spot low to high yeah so um i've done sales between four thousand and three hundred fifty dollars or no sales um and my average at this stage is about thousand five hundred okay and what would you like it to be two thousand five hundred okay well that's so i've started beginning of the year at nine hundred and Beginning of the year, January, it was at 900. And before COVID, it grew. And now I've reached the 1,500. Awesome. So, so what is going- your... Sorry, say that again. So we are going up, which is good. Awesome. So what is your cost of goods most of the time on that 1,500? Uh, well, it's about... I try to keep it within below 25%. Mm-hmm. Um, and my goal is to, to bring it down to 10%. Yeah, I love it. That's love my it. goal. Yes. So Victoria, one of the best tips that I ever got when I started business was that especially if you don't want to be a volume photographer, you want to offer quality and service for yeah. more and more dollars per client is when you get as busy as you want to be, then you raise your prices about 20%. And that's if, first of all, you want to start out where you're pricing Uh, is profitable. Um, But once you get there, if you raise it like every six months or at the time I was doing weddings, so every year uh, it kind of happened naturally, then you just keep stepping up. And then after a few years, you realize um, you're getting that higher sales average. And what happens is you drop out that bottom like people where, let's say you're 1500 now. So if whatever it is, someone's purchasing for 1500, let's say that now would cost 1800. Well, there's a certain amount of people who that would be just a little more than they're comfortable with. So they won't book you, but mm-hmm. there are the other percent. So let's say 20% drop out the 80% that remain that invest the additional 300 that makes up for the loss of the people mm-hmm. that dropped away. And that gives you more time to market and find those clients and improve your photography, you know, get your branding sales, all those things, even more polished. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, totally. Any questions? Yeah, and this, this is what I find 
this is what I've done. I when I started pricing, I said I want to jump straight into the higher ground of pricing. Um, and then, yeah, now I will increase my pricing this year uh, a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit more because I um, yes, I don't want to do volume right. in short. Right. And then yes. then the other way that people can improve uh, by even keeping their pricing the same as long as it's profitable is to become better at sales. And I know that's something you want to uh, yes. do a deep dive in today. Um, so yes. right now, how do you show your work? So at this stage, because I do the folio boxes, usually they come in the studio. I put a, a movie with the session because I do behind the scenes a little bit and then the images. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, I give them the folio box in their hands. Mm-hmm. And probably that's why I have folio boxes, because that's what I show first. Right. Um, and then then they they choose whatever images they want. And then I say, okay, would you like... I did try a little bit of Fundy and show them some images on their walls. Okay. I don't think I got quite right. It didn't work for me. Um, not sure. Maybe it's because once I haven't done it right. Maybe too, I don't know how to present it. Uh, I need to explore that um, wall art and sales. And three, I think my heart wasn't quite into the selling of the wall art because um, I felt more value. <laughs> and again, I put myself into their shoes, which is not good. Mm-hmm. I felt more value. I felt that people needed more value in the images, 10, 20, mm. 30, whatever. Okay. Yes. And I, um, and I still don't see how they, um, I think my brain needs to be trained how right. I can sell the work out and how, because as moms, and you know how we are now into this thing, we need more pictures, more stuff, but I don't think we need more. I just need, I think we need less in quality. Right. But I th- right. don't know how to go around. Okay. Yes. Well, and that's my superpower. <laughs> if if you've listened, I know you said you listened to me on Photo Biz yeah. X with Andrew Helmich. And um, first off, the first thing, well, there, there's basically two things, but I'll start with the simplest one. If you get a quality projector and you show your work six feet by six feet at least, or eight feet by eight feet, onto a movie screen or a white wall, and they see them big and you see them big, your sales will go up tomorrow to over 2000 average. And your wall so, and your wall portrait sales will be bigger because when people actually see what it looks like large and imagine what it's like every single day to see this beautiful piece of art of themselves, of their precious baby, they something shifts and they realize that that is going to be their favorite possession. So that's, that's the first thing that makes a huge difference is showing it big, at least showing it on a big television to me, rather than the photo boxes, because. So, excuse me. Yeah. I want to ask a question. Um, You will, so you're thinking to remove the folio box. Yes. Show them straight on the TV. But better is to have a projector. Why? Isn't because, the same? I will look into projectors. Okay. So the difference, first of all, unless you have a hundred inch television. Uh, what is in meters? <laughs> <laughs> you cannot see the images as big as you can see them when you're using a projector. 
Um, I think my my TV is 81 inch. Right. So the height of that is maybe 24 inches. So yes. so that means with the vertical, they're most likely if they were to buy something as a wall portrait, my guess is it would be a 16 by 20 if it was vertical. So I, because you're not just uh, you're not just showing horizontal images. Uh, in um, in newborns are more horizontal. Well, it doesn't matter. So just this is this is my my yeah. suggestion for you. So I'm going to answer the the why. So number one, you can show much bigger in both directions. Yeah. You could show it yeah. if it's a good projector. You can put a sheet over a fence in the backyard and watch movies <laughs> with your neighbors yeah. and have it, you know, like big. Yeah. So so yeah. seeing it larger and also seeing it not in a video format. So mm-hmm. there's something about a projector where it feels more like something real as opposed to, oh yeah, that digital, that'd be great. I want, I want uh, something I can uh, share on my social media. So that's, that's one factor. And then the other, and this is um, part of what I teach when I'm teaching my sales system is that when you are doing your sales and let's say there's, there's an image that you think would be beautiful as a piece of art. So you with me so far? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So you can get up out of your chair. I have boards, white foam boards cut in wall portrait sizes. So I can physically show them on a board so that it looks like finished art, what Mm -hmm. something will look like. So when I'm going through my step-by-step system, I have about three rounds of editing and then we, we do some sorting uh, and then there's some other processes. But let's say in round two, there's an image that I either hear them go, oh, oh, I love that. Or I love something. I'll get up and I'll just show it to them like it's finished art. And now their brain is starting to imagine it in their home and over mm-hmm. the fireplace or in you know, in some other special place, you know, when they're washing the dishes somewhere in the dining room so that they can look at it every day. So that's something that just has so much power. And that is one of the reasons most of my clients purchase three to seven or eight wall portraits. So questions on that? Does that make sense to you? Yes, uh, totally. I, um, I make, I made the few notes. (laughs) Good, um, good, good. to, to explore the this part where um, I could put a projector, I think, in this room just over the TV. So uh, I would remove the television, or I, I would put the movie, <laughs> or I would get a movie screen that's portable and put it in front when you're doing your sales because you want to have visual impact. Yes, yes. So if they're looking above a television, it kind of waters that down. But and, wouldn't be the television will be covered by that white. Um, screen thing. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Then we're on the same page. So what some people do is they install a screen either on the ceiling or with brackets, and they might have a large wall portrait on that wall or possibly a television, but then they pull it down so that now we're looking at the movie, but you've gotten the impact of the wall portrait when people are coming in, you know, just to view your work and appreciate uh, your gorgeous photography. Yes, yes, yes. So that's that could be a plan. Um, it's just because, uh, like I said, I'm shooting in my living room and I don't have too many walls. I have right. windows. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, it's an option which I can make it work. Yes. Now, I use my 
movie screen to cover my window. Yeah, so, that's what I was looking right now. <laughs> yeah. So it helps. Um, my window is maybe eight feet wide and my screen is nine, 10 feet. So when I pull it down, mm-hmm. it helps darken the room. And then when we're doing consultations, I or if I was going to use it uh, partly as window light, then I just pull up the movie screen. So so I have found, and Victoria, I've been in business almost 39 years, and projectors were a thing starting, I don't, I don't know when they invented it, but somebody figured out how to make slide proofs from negatives in the 80s, maybe late 80s. And that's when we all started getting projectors so we could show our work big. And almost everybody who got a projector paid for it in the first sale. Mm-hmm. There's just something so powerful about about that visual. And also because uh, we didn't have other tools to show sizing, I used the boards. And, and it worked so well that I never habituated into... Uh, like ProSelect has a nice little sizing program, but I use that at the very end of a sale just to pick the sizes specifically of wall portraits that they know they want. So that's my first tip for you. Yes. My, my second one is a bigger, so that's like a concrete thing you can do right away. The second one is more of a concept of sales. So the bigger picture the biggest picture (laughs) that I teach and what I learned, Victoria, as I've been coaching now about six or seven years is that I've been doing this all along. And as I've been trying to teach it or have been successfully teaching others, I realized that the main thing I always do is develop position as their trusted advisor. What I mean by that is I want them to see me as a leader, someone that they're going to allow me to guide them both through the both through the process, through the selection, the clothing, um, that they like me, they know me, they trust me. And when I'm positioned in that way, where we have a really nice relationship and I'm in a leader position, then I guide them on what they're going to purchase. And all the way along from every conversation, I'm planting seeds for that wall portrait purchase. Mm-hmm. If questions on that, Yeah, I think I don't know how to plant the seeds. (laughs) Right, right. Well, that's part of my system that I teach. And so the first step is just to understand that concept of I'm going to get in a position where I've got this relationship with them that's sort of like, let's say, like their cool aunt or their big sister. Or now that I'm not as young as I used to be, possibly mom, but not with the baggage that comes with you know, we all have some mom issues, at least most people do. It's a little, little segue. Anyway, so we're the guide. And so now we understand that. So now the the process is to have a great phone call and yes. then to have a consultation where you're where you're discovering more and you're planting more of those seeds. And then even at the session, I number one, I photograph in a way that makes it easier to sell. Like to me, more is more (laughs) as long as there's variety. And during the session, I might be saying, oh my gosh, this setup is so beautiful. Everything's coming together. This might be one of the images that you'll end up with this art in your walls. Mm -hmm. So I'm always talking about art in your walls, art in your walls, portraits for your home, over the fireplace. And then the sales session, I have this step-by-step system where we we do a, a slideshow like you do, 
and then we narrow down and then we separate into three categories, potential wall, potential small, potential album. And then I do a, another slideshow of the ones that they loved enough to put in the wall category. And we run through that twice. And from that, they've gone back to the emotional reaction and it makes it much easier because now like they may put 15 in the potential walls, they narrow down to seven that they still love. Mm-hmm. So now my job is to help them figure out how they can design art for their home with those seven and figure out how they're going to pay for it. So, you know, it's, it's that um, the strategy of n- having the end in mind. What I th- see some people doing sometimes is just kind of doing a phone call and getting the booking, doing the session, and then at the sales, hoping they'll buy wall portraits without ever having really talked about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do during the phone call and then the consultation is I have them look around their home and notice places, plural, always plural, that could be beautiful to display art and to measure it and take a picture of it. Also photograph the colors in their home so that we can design the portraits in a way that will be beautiful as art. So see how I threw that in again. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of take it from there. So that's part of it. Um, yeah. And then yes. the, go ahead. So I've started asking them for a pictures of the nursery or some of their walls, but it's a hit and miss with me. <laughs> well, so I ask them and they don't always do it, mm-hmm. but the addition of and places that mm-hmm. might be perfect to display wall portraits, plural. Yes. So even if they're not photographing and sending it or bringing it to the consultation, I've planted the seed. And they're thinking about it. Yeah. And there's another, there's yeah. a great question that I got from, um, do you know who Steve Saparito is? Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'm like, ah, oh, I want to talk with that guy. <laughs> yeah, we're good friends. And I took his, I think it maybe was a four-day course. And I've, you know, we've had a lot of conversations, interaction and so forth. And something beautiful that he teaches is to get people emotionally connected first to the subjects and get them in their heart, get them emotional with some rich questions. And then ask them, if I could create a portrait where every time you looked at it, you felt what you're feeling right now, where would you love to display that? So that just puts them right in like, oh, I'm feeling all, you know, excited about my new baby and I'm going to feel when she's here. And okay, if there was a portrait where I would feel this again every day, I would love it, you know, up above my couch or, you know, in the hallway, not the hallway. I don't love wall portraits for hallways, but over in that spot when I'm washing the dishes in the dining room. So mm-hmm. all those strategies are what leads to the wall portraits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell, the core of setting up those expectations, giving them ideas to me, I don't want to spend time editing and printing five by sevens and putting them in folders because I want them to have art out in their homes that they're going to see every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly I'm happy to sell them an album or a folio box as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think going back to what you said at first is the first shift is to really care that every one of your clients has 
something in their home that that gives them an emotional connection to their family, to themselves, to, you know, whoever's the subject as wall art. And to me, there's just no better way to feel the love than when it's big enough that you see it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You have thoughts or questions on that? Yes, yes, very much. <laughs> Good. So what are your thoughts or questions? Um, yeah, I think I think I have a little bit of a mindset up problem also. Sure. Uh, uh, because I'm, um, I'm, I'm so used to the idea of selling 15, 20 images from the session, um, changing my mind to find a way of selling only three or four images from the session on a big wall art. Um, it's a little bit um, challenging, I think. Mm-hmm. So why would you think that when you sell wall art, you, you can't sell the other 20 images? Probably it's, it's something to do with the price point because once that you start selling the art wall uh, and the other images is getting about four or $5,000. And if at this stage I'm happy charging $4,000, I have never charged more than that or never been able to, uh, to sell so much. Uh-huh. It's, it's, a, it's a money mindset, I believe. Sure, sure. And trying not to project my my fears into clients, I'm right. trying to do that. Right, I love that. I I know that we all have that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I've mentioned this on my show before, but I remember when years back, when hitting a thousand dollars per client was like I couldn't even imagine it. Like thinking about it made it hard to breathe. Yes, and then after I did and I got used to it, then I thought, oh, two thousand, and still that was kind of scary. And, but step by step, because I'm a person that likes to serve and likes to get paid well. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> Give me, show me the money. Uh, that each step of the way, I became more comfortable to yes. get to that next step. And some of the things that I probably did this in workshops to help me. Um, I don't know if I thought this up on my own, but the suggestion and something that you could do is that you either find some old checks or make up some fake ones and write yourself or have a family member write you checks for $5,000, $7,000, $22,000 and hand it to you and say thank you and give you a big hug. Uh-huh. And like practice how that feels. Uh-huh. Do a visualization where you imagine if you're charging on a square or something, how how are you taking money mostly? Uh, usually bank transfer square. Sometimes uh, I do the, um, how you call them? Those pay right installments thing. Sure. So imagine whatever, like for me, I do square when I'm doing the online coaching. So imagining that you're entering a client and you're charging $8,500, like just seeing it in your mind's eye. Yes. And it just, it gets more natural feeling. Yes. And also saying thank you. And I'm a big uh, user of affirmations. Do you like affirmations? Uh, I try them and I've listened to lots of podcasts and affirmation podcasts. So it's still challenging in there too, but (laughs) I'm I'm open to try. So my favorite one, and I'll tell you how this worked like magic one time. My favorite is money comes to me easily and with love. Yes. And that has been true my whole career. So 
One of the recessions, because I've been through five or six now, which um, people could go back to the start of the COVID. And I did, um, I did a podcast about getting through the tough times. And mm-hmm. <laughs> although <laughs> who knew it was going to be quite like this? Nobody. Um, but so it was a recession and nobody was booking weddings. This is when I was full-time weddings. Everybody, I know my friends who were also at the top of the food chain, because I, when I, when I was doing weddings, I pretty quickly got in that, you know, that top group money-wise. And instead of me booking at least every other wedding, I would have like 10 inquiries and none of them would book. People that normally would just jump at the chance because there were so many photographers available. Mm-hmm. And I'd done a bridal show and I had like five meetings, nobody booked. And I was like, what can I do? Oh, that's right. Money comes to me easily and with love. So I started repeating it. I put it on postcards around the house. When I made an appointment with a client after we hung up, I started repeating that in my mind. When I saw them uh, pull up and park, I started repeating that when they came in the door then I, I don't know, it shifts your energy. And that week when I start the week, when I started doing that, how many bookings do you think I had for weddings? Five. (laughs) Close four. And I had booked none for three weeks. And in one week, when I just started doing that, it changed everything. And I, I don't know if there's like some magic out there in the universe, or if it just changes our own energy, because when someone's hungry, it is a turnoff for sales. Do you know what I mean? That feeling too eager. Um, yeah. You know, in the here in the U.S., sometimes they call it thirsty. <laughs> so yeah. it does not magnetize money to us. So you know, to me, that's the value of affirmations. They're they're kind of magic, and they're kind of probably biologically sound as well because it changes our whole countenance. Yes. Oh, what other questions do you have? How how is this sitting with no, you? It's uh, going well. Um, I do. Yeah, it, it's a little bit like I said. It's a mindset, and I do love um, I do love this quote so much. Uh, I've heard it before, and I do have times when I say, uh, "Money come easily to me," um, and I did reach at the stage where. I'm not so hungry after sessions as much as I'm hungry after a good quality connected client. Mm -hmm. So the key is, I think to me, not just money comes to me easily, but the part I include that's with love. Ah, yes. Because honestly, 99% of my clients, both coaching and the years and years in portraits have been people I absolutely loved, loved working with, wish they lived next door you know, created those relationships. Um, Yeah. So, and I have one other thing that I want to share, but I think I cut you off before I do that. But I want to share about um, pre-qualifying, I want to share about pre-qualifying, but did you have a thought or question before I go on to that? No, no, no. It's uh, it's beautiful. I do love that you, uh, you, you went back and you said with love. It's uh, yes. Yes. So the other, and this starts from the very start. The other thing sometimes people don't understand about how to get the like high dollar sales, the wall portrait sales, is that we cannot book everybody. And we, we don't want to, even if we could. When I'm talking to a client, when we're emailing, whatever we're doing, 
I'm not just trying to tell them who I am and get them to sign me up. I'm trying to figure out if I want to work for them. I want people to go away that we don't have a comfortable connection, or they want to bargain with me on my pricing, or they think I'm way too expensive. And, you know, they, I've heard people actually have potential clients insult them for their prices. So first thing I would do, if somebody said these prices are ridiculous, I would just say, well, you know, this is what it is. And if you want to think about it and call me back, I'd be happy to chat more and just hang up. I would not continue, you know, just goodbye with love because there's four kinds of people, Victoria, people who have the money for what we do and want it, love it. Can't wait. People that have the money, but they don't value what we do. Then there's people that love what we do, but they can't afford us, cannot afford us and people that don't want it and can't afford it. So I'm building a relationship with them and, 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 and. Yeah. So I think that's a big shift for some people. And also the other shift is about serving them rather than I want to have a bigger sale because of the money. Um, I get a feeling you're like this. I want people to have this because I know what it means to them in a way they don't yet. So everything I do is coming from service. Yes. Um, I had to learn this. Um, and like you said, uh, letting go the fact that I don't have five books, bookings per week, or um, I had to, I, I learned it this year to, to look for the people which they, they are like me, they connect with me and I can work with them and they can see the vision. And um, now I, I'm not so stressed about not having a session or something like that, or not booking that call. Good. Uh, but it comes with uh, with practice and exercise. It does. It does. And as artists, it's so challenging to be putting our art out there and saying, here, I made this thing. Do you like it? Will you give me money for it? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So separating yeah. our art from the fact that it's a product is part of the artist's journey and challenge. Yes. So, so yes. I'm hoping this is a rich conversation for you and it's kind of opening your eyes to some things yes Yes, totally um yeah everything what you said i have them in my back mind so Mm -hmm. we'll definitely put in practice good um, we'll implement i always love to try it out before i say no right right so before we end this call i have one or two other short questions for you First of all, is there any last burning question that you have for me? Um, how do you, I know that you said you, you try to plant the seeds and try to put the value of your work into your clients or prospect. Um, how do you do that without sounding awkward? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so, think. first I think of I, all. Um, I don't see, because you know how I fear that I don't see my value. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. Right. And that's very common. <laughs> it's, yeah. I imagine uh, many people, if they're listening, if I say, hey, raise your hand if you feel the same, there's a lot of hands raised, but keep your hands on the wheel if you're driving. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so again, I go back to service. Mm-hmm. And the good enough is about me, mm-hmm. but I'm not selling them me. We're taking pictures of people who people love. So even if 
your portrait was not one that was going to win any award, they're going to love it because it's of people they care about. You know, yes. maybe um, some people, the work, you know, we could point out how the lighting wasn't perfect or these fingers or toes weren't in the right direction or something, but the client's going to love that. Sure, it's always good to get better at our craft. But at the same time, staying focused on them and shifting the focus away from our own insecurities, I think is a big help. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me back what I just said? I want to see if I said it in a way yeah. that, that kind of made it all the way. Yeah, so um, what I'm thinking what you said is that focusing more on the client and their needs and trying to forget about what we believe it's right mm -hmm. um, and serving and bringing their needs forward and not us. Right. And also trusting that what you're doing is taking photographs of people they love. So they're going yes. to value those, whether they're in your mind, perfect or not. Yes. I think about images that are in homes across the county in San Diego and some of them other parts of the country that if I looked at them now, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I did that wrong, this wrong, that wrong. But they love them because they don't know that. And first of all, there's no such thing as wrong. But, you know, I was growing. I'm better 38 years later than I was when I first started. And at the same time, people paid me for my yes. work because they valued it. And they also valued the experience. That's the other thing. So part yes. of the, okay. So part of how we uh, help them understand the value without bragging, because that was your question, right? Yes. Uh, is when we listen to them and focus on them and share with them how we're going to be creating this personalized art and asking them questions that get them connected and get them feeling seen by us, right there, there's value in it. Have you ever been in a store where the person was so lovely to you and made you feel important that you thought, I don't care what she's selling, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yes. so that creates the value. And then telling stories rather than, you know, some, when you have this displayed in your home, you're going to have it a lifetime treasure, which that's something I've said a lot, is different than saying one of my clients has portraits that we designed both to celebrate the new blended family and she just redecorated. So we picked the colors for her home. The frame is beautiful and matches her furniture and also brings out the tones in their skin. And she told me that every single day that she looks at that, it warms her heart. Mm -hmm. So did that sound like bragging? No, I know I'm leading the witness here. <laughs> yeah. So, so when we share a, a success and we show a deep interest in them and make that connection, that's where people start to see the value. Yeah. Okay. So what are your takeaways for today, Victoria? I need to, I need to look into the projector part and I need to give it a go to try to not show my folio boxes so much. Mm -hmm. And even though I still love them, probably trying to um, warm their hearts with the idea of having their images on the wall mm -hmm. uh, for many years to come. Um, 
and why not having those little uh, images, smaller images in a box and go over Christmas or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, everything what we talked, I know, but I just need to get out of my way again mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and uh, try to listen to them and see if I, uh, and not see if I just make it happen and connect with them and plant the seeds of having beautiful images on their wall um, instead of uh, in a box. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And um, I have to pause a second, remember what I was just thinking. And the other thing that kind of envelopes it all or envelops it all is that we're the trusted advisor. So when people have trusted me and then I'm advising them that the way they're going to enjoy their portraits more is if they're large, beautifully printed from the best lab that I've found in their homes where they see them every single day. When I'm telling them as the advisor that that is the best choice for them. By the time I built that relationship, then I tell them that they believe me, they listen yeah. to me. And so that's the thing is if you get fully believing it yourself, that has so much power. When you've enjoyed portraits of your family, of your child, when you think about maybe the, even it, it sounds like there are photographs from your history that you lost yeah. when you moved from hard drives and, and different things. So the more you're convinced, the easier it is to sell somebody on something because really selling is education. Yes. And then because now I've educated you about why you want it. Now I just happen to be able to make it available for you so you can pay me. <laughs> I'm just thinking about, yes. I, I, I'm always sharing and caring whether people want it or not about stuff like how to buy a great pomegranate that's going to be sweet or, um, you know, just here and there in life. It's just my nature to be helping. Um, So the beautiful profession where we can help somebody want something and then provide that for them, you know, what a gift that is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you so, so much for being the first person for me to do a coaching call on the podcast. And I get a feeling this is going to be really powerful for so many people. So Victoria, you've really helped people around the world, 66 countries so far with your questions. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I love learning and um, I always jump uh, on new things. And I love um, when somebody has more, more experience than me to, to put it in my little brain and see how I can make it work. <laughs> I'm just the same. So um, stay on the call for a sec, Victoria. And um, I just want to remind my listeners that I absolutely love to coach. And if you would like more information or just have a little time when I can support you, just contact me, Lucy at LucyDumas.com. Or you can go to my website, Lucy Dumas Coaching, and send me an email through that. And if you'd like to be on my show in this capacity, that'd be fun too. So um, thanks again, Victoria. This has been uh, just really fun to get to know you a little bit. And and I, I also know that you are already doing so many great things that I'm just, I'm going to be cheering you on for continuing to grow. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you too. 
You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.